G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Welcome to the 2020 podcast feed. This is the best of 2020. Matt G's with you. And when it comes to professional development opportunities for youth workers, it's usually a convention involving a particular organisation or church making the program and ensuring their people have access to the training on offer. But what about the volunteers, the youth group leaders, part-time volunteer chaplains, or just a helper at a weekly youth ministry activity in your local church? Not being professional youth workers, they don't often have the chance to access quality training and networking opportunities. Until now. The National Youth Ministry Convention is a multi-denominational event giving even the least experienced youth leader an opportunity to learn and network with youth workers and leaders from all over the country. Brenton Colleen is the director of the Australian National Youth Ministry Convention, and I spoke to him about the convention during the week. Brenton, you're one of the uh, the people putting together this event and, and making sure it happens. What is it about, and why do we need a National Youth Ministry Convention? Mm, so I guess it comes out of the desire to really support and to resource and empower people who are doing ministry with young people in our nation. So um, that would be the, the the platform, I suppose, and why we think that's important. Um, I think adolescence is an incredibly important time for young people, uh, for anybody actually, um, and what it means for them to make you know good decisions through that time and to have good role models to to help them through those those particular times of life. And to obviously, therefore, be uh, inputting and, and supporting those role models as they endeavour to do the things that they're set up to do. Okay. Now, why choose Queensland's Gog, Hasma? You're based in Melbourne. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're looking at this from a national <laughs> angle. There's so many different places you could put yep. a national event. Yep. Why Queensland and why the Gold well, Coast? I think it's at the Gold Coast because I am in Melbourne. Um, let's face it, it's a heck of a lot nicer on the Gold Coast in October. Um, well, I mean, purely from that point of view, it's it's a beautiful place to be um, for a few days. And in terms of refreshment and that opportunity just to retreat away from life, it's a great location. Um, so where we where we base ourselves, um, it's just it's beachfront. There's loads of cafes. There's lots of opportunities around there as well. So it's it, I guess it's just a, a beautiful place to be um, for refreshment and to actually um, get a bit of downtime away from the hustle and bustle of regular ministry with young people. Okay, so it's not just about uh, looking to train the trainers or to empower youth workers and youth leaders. It's also about giving them a chance to have a bit of time to reflect on who they are. Absolutely. So one of the things we work really hard at is to encourage people to take a bit of space throughout um, the event. So it is jam-packed. And um, we know that uh, just filling ourselves with lots of information is not necessarily the best way to grow. Um, in fact, you know, all the research tells us that we need downtime to process that information. So when you go to a, a serene place that's got a, a bit of uh, a bit of ambience about it, and you're able to get away and just uh, process some great quality input, and hopefully walk away feeling refreshed, kind of personally, spiritually, and emotionally, as well as getting some excellent knowledge and skills um, built into you over that time, it's a win. 
Now, when I think about a, an event like you've titled National Youth Ministry Convention, mm. my immediate thought is, okay, uh, you're looking for professional youth workers or youth ministers to come and, and get some pres- professional development or, as you just said, also some, some time just to reflect and, and get away. But you're trying to tell me that it's not just professional youth workers you're targeting this event at either. Yeah, that's right. We we open up to pretty much anyone who's doing work with young people in the context of ministry. So um, we know that youth ministry happens in lots and lots and lots of different contexts, okay? And, and the professional youth worker is one of them, and they should be supported, and absolutely we should sow into those those people. Um, but let's face it, it's often the incidental mentors, the, the, the contact that's had with young people through the everyday life, through local churches, through sporting clubs, through schools, um, any any place where young people are, you'll find mentors that are investing and trying to see these young people grow up in, in ways that are healthy um, and uh, seeing them grow as well in their faith. So so we open up to right across the spectrum. So chaplains, um, teachers, uh, just your average youth worker in a local church, volunteer leaders, um, sporting clubs, all everything. We get people from all sorts of walks of life in those space, yeah. And what are some of the ideas you have in place to look at the big picture of what this event could possibly achieve? So I, I guess really um, when you consider the average lifespan of a, of a youth worker in terms of their role, I'm not talking about their life per se, <laughs> um, is about six to 18 months, okay? So most youth workers don't last much longer than that. And uh, I suppose that really grieves me because when I think about young people and, and we know that one of the greatest things we can do for them is provide ongoing, consistent relationship with a, with a significant peer mentor, okay, an, an older person. Um, and if people are kind of turning over that quick, then really our young people aren't getting the best of what it could be. You know, So if we can sew into some of these people and help them to be equipped and to feel a little bit supported, then maybe they'll go the distance beyond that time and maybe therefore our young people will benefit um, and we'll see a, a generation grow up really healthy, really solid, really strong in their faith and therefore able to get on with life in ways that will benefit everyone. So the idea of this event is to, uh, I guess, provide an opportunity to help explore that concept of of Mm. the fact that a youth worker typically may be 18 months, but you would envision that being part of a journey of a young person's life and, and being saying, well, hey, let's get together, let's talk about why this is, how this is, and what can we do to help you? Mm. I think every generation has the responsibility to be the, the voice of hope and support to the generation to come. And that's part of what we want to do. Um, we want to see people equipped, inspired and, and resourced to do just that for those who are coming after them. So if we can, if we can knock a dent in that issue, uh, I reckon we'll all be better off for it. So how's this event actually going to work, Brenton? I mean, like uh, you're doing it over the course of a weekend, you're doing it, what, a whole week's worth? How's it actually physically work? Sure. So it runs Wednesday to a Saturday and uh, it's really great in that NYMC is a is a multi-denominational event. So we have people from every mainline denomination uh, actually attending, which is fantastic. So on the Wednesday, we have different tribes within the Christian Church in Australia gathering to do their own national gatherings. So, for example, the Youth Vision Australia Network, the um, the uh, Uniting Church in Australia Network, 
um, the Baptist Union in Australia, they're all having their own kind of in-house stuff on the Wednesday. And then the conference kicks off on the Wednesday night with a main session. We then run through uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday with professional development seminars, different elective topics, obviously our evening program, which is the, the main session, main stage stuff with our keynotes. Um, we've got six international uh, speakers as well as a whole plethora, 30-odd um, Australian-based speakers covering just about any topic you could think of to work with young people in Australia. So um, so that that's how the week's set up. And, uh, you know, obviously within that, there is also opportunity for people just to retreat, to get some space, to walk along the beach, um, to kick back and process some of the great learning they're going to have. So when you look at great learning, you, you're looking at, um, I guess, just uh, hearing from people or is it about engaging, not just sitting there listening to someone talk at you, but an opportunity to, to get together? Because one of the things I, I guess people criticise about some sort of national conventions is that, yeah, it's a convention, yeah, you talk to people over meal breaks and, and you, you sort of put eyes on them in sessions, but... Yeah, sitting there listening to somebody talk isn't always everybody's way of learning. I'd agree with that. And one of the things we've attempted to do is to provide, I guess, opportunities for people to have those conversations so that the shared learning is paramount. So, for example, the professional development seminars are actually three-hour blocks of time. And if someone stood up and talked at you for three hours, I mean, that would, that would do my head in. So they're, they're intentionally interactive. There's opportunities for people to toss around ideas. One of our, our I guess, uh, key phrases is um, the wisdom of each other is really, really valuable. And so when we go and we gather, you know, 500-odd youth workers from around the nation in one space, there is an incredible amount of wisdom in the room, and it doesn't just reside with the presenter. So we want to create space for people to be able to have those chats. I mean, there are network lunches that are set up. Um, for example, people can get together who are who are working in like-minded spaces. If uh, we have, for example, a, um, a network lunch for people who lead smaller youth groups, and so anyone who's involved in a, in a smaller ministry could come along to those and share some ideas and and have some conversations around what that looks like. The same thing is set up for chaplains, so chaplains can gather in one space and be the, I guess, the voice of support to one another in there. Um, our convention dinner is is themed around um, uh, what does it mean for us to stand uh, alongside our Indigenous people and to walk you know, in, in their shoes for a day and to actually um, do life with them in order to see some of those issues addressed in ways that are healthy and positive for young people. So there's lots and lots of ways that we can really get together and uh, learn from one another so that it's not just the expert coming in, dumping a lot of stuff on us and then leaving us. Our guest on 2020 is Brenton Colleen. He's one of the organisers of the National Youth Ministry Convention that's happening on Queensland's Gold Coast in late October. Brenton, you're telling us a little bit before about the vision of this conference, uh, how you want it to work, and that it's it's for the big guys, you know, the, the ones who are paid to work with young people, and the little guys, those mm. that are just doing it because they have a passion yep. for spreading Christ's love to young people. Mm. Is this a new idea, though? Is this National Youth Ministry Convention new, or is it something that's been gaining momentum over a few years? So the in its current form, NYMC started in 2007, and there was a small team out of Brisbane um, that actually decided that, hey, this was, this was important and we needed to provide this platform of support for people who were working with young people. And uh, they ran the first one. It was brilliant. 
Uh, great response, and so they decided this is worth doing again, but we're only going to do it every couple of years. So it's run every two years since, so 2009-11 and then, of course, this year. And I think um, what's happened is over that time, it's just gained some momentum to the point where people are now looking for it on the calendar and saying, hey, this is this is something we want to bring our leaders, our volunteers, our paid workers to because we see that its value and we know that it's actually going to deliver um, the, the things that it sets out to do. So um, it's such a privilege to be involved. Um, I was involved in the very first one, uh, but I was actually only a volunteer at that point. And, uh, and over that time, my involvement has increased and developed as well. So it's, it's great to see it grow over that time. All right. Now, you've got a, a number of speakers that you've lined up for this event, people who, uh, as you mentioned in our last segment, have a quite a, I guess, diverse access to some of the different themes and some of the different ideas that pop up in uh, youth ministry. One name that I recognized straight away was Melinda Tankard-Reist, somebody who is uh, very passionate about the sexualization of our young people and especially an advocate for for girls. And it must be Mm. a big coup to get someone who in my opinion, it's actually quite a big name. Absolutely. She's she's brilliant. And uh, I think one of the things we've always set out to do is to where we can is to get the best there. Um, and the reason we want that is because we think our youth leaders and youth workers are worth it. Um, we need to be learning from the best in their field so that we can therefore be, you know, putting, uh, if we're learning from the best, then maybe our practice will also develop as the best. So, um, yeah, we're, we're really fortunate to have Melinda and, and a bunch of others as well mm. from right across Australia, indeed around the world. Speaking of around the world, mm. uh, another name that popped up at me, a name I've heard but I don't know a lot about is Tim Hawkins, mm. um, yeah, someone who's got 25 years of experience in youth ministry. Yep and has quite a presence around the world. Tell us a little bit about what his focus is. So Tim really, I guess he came into his own. He wrote a book called Fruit That Will Last, and it was basically a strategy for youth ministry um, to help youth pastors, youth workers, youth leaders on the ground think about their ministry in a strategic way and really uh, moving youth ministry from what his experience was back in the day, which was predominantly a social programming event, right through to uh, an intentional discipleship type of uh, program. And that was really where he, he cut his teeth, if you like, and then just over time developed this approach to ministry, wrote about it, started teaching about it. Um, you know, his book sales started to increase. Therefore, his influence started to increase. And uh, he has to date, I mean, he's frequently traveling the world, um, teaching youth ministry and, you know, home, homegrown right here in Australia, brilliant guy. And one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. He really is a, a, an awesome guy. And to do youth ministry for 30 years, mm. that, that's a, that's pretty impressive. It Not is. many people go the distance. Well, especially <laughs> when you said before, you know, 18 months, 12 months is about your, your standard it. for yeah. a youth worker. I was seven when he started. <laughs> there you go. So Feeling I am 37. a little old. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, you've got people who uh, work for organisations like uh, the Bible Society, mm. uh, Youth Alpha. Tell us a little bit more about some of the speakers you've managed to get along to this and, and yeah. how they're fitting into the facilitation of your event. Yeah, so Adrian Blenkinsop, who works for the Bible Society, he's been uh, working toward um, some research in what it means to engage young people with the Bible in Australia and, and to also explore how young people are currently engaging with Scripture or not as it would seem. And those uh, th- those research um, results have come through and they're starting to be developed and released. 
And he's actually going to be releasing some of that information at NYMC, which is pretty exciting because if we, you know, we, we could ask ourselves the question, how are we personally engaging with scripture as leaders? That's a great place to start. But to also then ask the question, how does that impact our leadership of young people? And maybe what we're seeing in our young people is a reflection of how we're rolling as leaders, you know. So Adrian's got um, a wealth of experience, has been doing youth ministry for over 20 years as well, um, and he's just a fantastic guy. Um, youth Alpha, obviously, I mean, Alpha is the Alpha course as we mm. know it. And John O'Green, who's been uh, heading up Youth Alpha Australia for a, a quite a few years now, um, he's going to be coming and sharing on what does it mean to do evangelism with young people and to help them understand uh, the Christian faith um, by engaging them with the Alpha program. Um, you know, there's there's a whole range of others. So I could go on if you like. Um, uh, Rodney Trinidad and Chad Miller from the USA. So Rodney's local um, and uh, Chad's from the US and they're, they're working with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And they've just recently developed a program called Dare to Be a Daniel, which is helping mm. um, tweens, 11 to, you know, 7 to kind of 11-year-olds, mm. um, thereabouts, start to think about what does it mean for me to follow Jesus and what does it mean for me to share my faith with others? And they're seeing some incredible results as they're resourcing and equipping people on the field right across the country and indeed overseas. So, um, I mean, that just gives you a little bit of insight. I mean, again, I, I would I would say anything and everything to do with working mm. with young people. You're going to get your hands on it at NYMC. And I love like looking through some of the different names. And some of them aren't big names. Mm-hmm. And some of them are names that are, I know. I recognize one name, Jonathan Sargent. I've seen his stuff in conjunction with a few other people that I've encountered working with young people in my own church background. And I think, oh, yeah, I've heard of this guy. And it's like there's that familiarization straight away. And I think there's probably a lot of that because you've drawn from a lot of different denominations, whether it be – you know, I see people from Baptist churches, Church of Christ, Planet Shakers, yeah. um, you know, a variety of different organizations and church backgrounds. So yes. there's obviously there very much is that multi-denominational aspect to your event. Yeah, that's very intentional. I mean, the kingdom is a big place and uh, there are lots of different expressions of what it means to do ministry. Um, we know that. We just need to look at the Australian church to see it and youth ministry mirrors that. Uh, the thing is, we all have something to contribute and we all can learn something from each other. And so we want to create a place where that is shared, it's mutual, it's respectful, and it's also going to be beneficial. So we have very intentionally looked right across the Australian church and asked who is doing ministry with young people well and how can we learn from them together. So um, that was really important to us. All right. Well, two big questions to finish off with. One What's it going to cost? If, if people are thinking, wow, I love the sound of this, but, you know, I'm in Kalgoorlie and this is on the Gold Coast and I've got to pay for travel and accommodation and meals and then mm. there's the, always that registration cost for the event. Yep. Um, what what sort of cost, what sort of price have you put on the yeah. National Youth Ministry Convention? Well, it varies across, depending on how long you come for, what you want to do. Um, there are day rates available for people. A full registration is valued at $320. There are ways to get group discounts. So if you register with a group and all that information is at our website, you can get discounts on that. And you can even, if you are a person who is on your own, um, find another another group that's already registered as a group and just you can tag on to their group discount rates. So there are lots of ways we've tried to make it accessible. Um, yeah, so it's it's not cheap, 
But I would also say that when you weigh it up against um, what does it cost to actually invest in your ministry and what does it cost for your churches to invest in you um, and therefore what's the benefit to all of us long term, I actually think it's worth it. And uh, something that I would certainly, obviously, I mean, I'm going to say yeah, I would certainly, <laughs> I would certainly prioritise it. Um, and look, registrations are really strong at the moment. We're, you know, we're we're getting close to the event, and uh, we're excited by those who have decided to come. And we know there's a whole stack more who are still on the way. So I'd encourage you, if you're thinking about it, get along, go to our website, check it out. You get all the information there about how to register. Okay, and finally, an event like this doesn't just happen. Uh, how are you working with the practicalities of running the event? Because I believe you're, you're still looking for some volunteers who can actually assist with the, um, the I guess, the nitty-gritty, things like technology and promotional photographs and uh, helping get people from one place to another. Absolutely, mate. We will take all the help we can get. <laughs> I mean, events like this don't happen off, you know, the steam of just stuff. It's volunteers that make this stuff happen, and we know that. Um, in fact, there is really uh, only uh, two staff members with NYMC. Uh, the rest happens on the generosity of people who are prepared to put in. Um, it's a great way to invest in the Australian church and to support a bunch of people who are doing great work. If you can help, we would love to hear from you. So again, if you go to our website, there's a contact form there. Drop us a line. We'll send you some information about what you could potentially get involved in. All right. Brenton Colleen is one of the organisers of the National Youth Ministry Convention. You've heard all about it. We've got a link to their website on ours at vision.org.au. Brenton, thanks so much for dropping by and, and giving us that understanding that youth ministry is just as much a priority as everything else is in this world. Thanks, mate. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.